Strive Coaching Studio, guiding business leaders to meet the highest version of themselves. And now, here's Michelle, certified coach and founder of Strive Coaching Studio. Hello, everybody. How are you today? I am so excited to be here. And I know you're going to think this is so strange, but this topic is so much fun for me. I thoroughly enjoy, thoroughly enjoy talking about this topic and this subject and teaching um, this material to people. Listen, I'm going to call it how to get control of it all. Gaining your power, regaining the control of everything you want or have lost along the way. This is the secret to becoming more successful, having more power, and being in control of your path. This is not just another gimmick. I truly want to share this with you. I'm sure you're wondering why. Well, because the more people I help and share this with, the more people you will help and will influence and help with this and on and on and on. So spreading what I and many others have learned and proven over time makes us all better and it requires all of us in the world to step up our game. And I personally love the challenge of stepping up my game. So I say, bring it on, make me better. Totally love this topic. Here it is. My philosophy is that every business is a people business. You are either selling to people, buying from people, employing people, helping people, working for people, working with people, or all of the above. No matter what product or service business you think you're in, first you're in the people business. The sooner you recognize this as a fact, the quicker you will be on your way to creating the results you want within it. It's just that simple. I've been in the development and training and understanding of people business for over 25 years. I was extremely fortunate to have had really great mentors and role models as well as great opportunities in education that taught me that along the way. I've learned the importance of reading and understand people from a very early age of my life, and it served me very well to become very successful. I'm gonna share some of these important guiding points about that with you today. Understanding people is a skill and an art. The better you understand them and their motivations, the more successful you will be. Most people don't understand this concept. Most people are only thinking about what they need, which is really one of the biggest points of this topic today. The most successful people in life recognize and understand this art. And at the same time, it really is so very simple. You can become great at doing it. The first step toward it though, is really recognizing it as a fact. You are in a people business. So once you really know and understand this, what changes for you in your mind? How will you approach those around you? How will you act? How will you communicate? What will you do? How will you feel? I'm not trying to suggest what you should do. I'm encouraging you to ask that question of yourself before you even begin so you can make deliberate decisions for yourself. There is not a right or wrong answer. The fact is that you're 100% in control of whatever decision you make, and you have all the power to choose and create that right now and every time following. This is where we begin, and it is the most important step. So take a minute to really consider it and continue to do this each day and maybe throughout the day. 
For me, it may shift. Sometimes I want to choose to approach from a place of confidence or strength. Sometimes it's from a place of peacefulness. Most times it includes an approach of some type of love or being interested or with curiosity. I get to decide each time. And when I do, that will always determine the direction and tone of where we're going to go and create results that are in line with that approach. When I approach things from a place of defensiveness or frustration or righteousness, I will also create results in line with that. I get to decide. And so do you. If you're going into a situation that's making you feel uncertain and that is fueling you with worry, stress, anxiety, or doubt, guess what? I don't need to tell you that your results will be exactly in line with that. So can you give me one reason that it makes sense to do that? The results you will get will never create your preferred objective or accomplish anything that serves you. So again, step one is to always decide how you're going to think and approach every person in every situation in advance. Who will you be? This is where all of your power and control lies. So decide right now and take control of you first. Now, step two is to really, truly, and wholeheartedly listen. Listen with your brain and your mind, not just your ears. Listen without distraction and without thinking about what you want to say next and without bias, judgment, and opinions. Just listen. Practice this. It is not as easy as you think. I have a previous podcast specifically on listening that can help guide you through the pitfalls of being a great listener if you want to reference that. If you have done step one, choosing how you want to approach and have the ability to stay in that place, then the listening will be that much easier. This is why step number one is so important. Approach deliberately and listen intently. Step number three, ask great questions. Once you're approaching with deliberate thoughts and listening intently, you will naturally begin to desire understanding and gain more clarification. Asking great questions accomplishes so much for us and is truly the essence of quality communication. When we ask great questions, it helps us to gain more valuable information. And when you're truly listening, you will learn over time that all of the information that you gain is valuable. If it was valuable enough for the person to share it, then it is valuable enough to save in your mental file. It will become necessary later, even if you don't know how yet. Asking questions also helps you gain clarity on what they mean, on a deeper, better understanding of where the person's coming from on things, their perspective. Again, all so valuable for you as the listener. Dale Carnegie coined the phrase, to be interesting, be interested. There's nothing more valuable you can do in your people business than to be interested in them. Aside from gaining the valuable information that I already mentioned, showing others that you are genuinely interested breeds improved relationships. In our business of people, improving relationships is pretty much the secret sauce, wouldn't you agree? If I'd shared nothing else with you than what I've just shared, and if you implemented steps one to three alone for the next week, you will already be more in control, feel more in power of yourself, and have more success. 
It really is the foundation to all that is possible for you to have everything you want in life. Determining your thought approach, listening intently, being genuinely interested. I know this sounds so obvious and like common sense. I know, but guess what? It is not done. It is not practiced. It is not common. We are busy. We are stressed and overwhelmed. We don't have time. We have this and that and this and that and pressures and deadlines and responsibilities and all the things we all do. We all have been there. So the good news is that this means that when you do make these shifts and practice these steps, you will be rare. You will be unique. You will reflect your value. You will become a role model and an example. You will be a leader. Now, I'm not going to leave you hanging. Don't worry. There's more, and I'm going to share it with you. The reason I'm making such a big deal out of the first three steps is because if you do not manage the first three steps well, it will be impossible for you to take on step four. And even if you think you can, you will likely be wrong. And if you're wrong or fail on step four, then you'll continue from the beginning and won't save any time or effort anyway. So there's no avoiding putting in the effort for one to three. So please just give it your full attention. But as you continue to build relationships with people, over time, you will have become intimately familiar with who they are, their value systems, their priorities, how they think and what motivates them. All of the information you have gathered all along is valuable toward this understanding. And by the way, hopefully they are familiar with you on the same level as well. As a genuine and authentic leader, my team knew me very well, and it was important to me that they knew me. I wanted them to know and see at all times what I valued, my priorities, and what motivated me. The great members of my team knew that, understood me on that level, and that was and is my exact goal. It shaped and validated the why and the mission of the company and created the loyal following I had to create the culture I wanted to create in my company. It's important to me that you truly understand and know that this method comes from a true and authentic desire to know and understand people to make us all better. When and if we are not coming from an authentic and genuine approach or have a motive, it becomes evident to others very quickly and it will not serve us at all and will likely backfire on us entirely. So I truly encourage you to be both authentic and genuine with others and for others. Each and every one of us makes decisions about what we do because of how we feel or how we think something will make us feel. Marketing companies know this. Politicians know this. Many great leaders know this. It's the reason we buy the cars we buy, the reason we move into different homes, change careers, go to the gym, buy the clothing and makeup and shoes that we own. You name it. Everything I like to call is the core motivation. It's defined as an aroused need, drive, or desire that stimulates behavior to satisfy the aroused need. We all have it. Here's an example to explain the concept better. Let's say a key level VP of finance in your organization was not included in a meeting that discussed strategy related topics with another department. The action was unintentional. It was the third time something like this had happened. 
The VP of Finance is bothered by this and made his position known about it. While it was an unintentional action that occurred and no ill intent was evident, the VP of Finance determined that he needed to seek a new opportunity elsewhere. This VP works for a great company, earns an excellent compensation package, and is learning and developing himself in other areas while also having the flexibility with his time as needed for his work-life balance at home right now. However, regardless of all of these benefits, he determined that what is most important to him is working in a team that views him as an integral part of strategy and who relies on him for what he brings to the future versus any of the other benefits and positive qualities of the organization. Upon leaving and expressing this to his leadership, there would be no convincing him to stay for all of the other excellent reasons if what is most important to him cannot be resolved or satisfied. He has a need that must be satisfied above all else. So for example, telling him that it will change if it will not is not a solution. Paying him more money will likely not be an agreeable solution, even temporarily. But even if he did stay a little longer from that, if what he really wants resolved is not satisfied, then it will not last and wasted his time and the company's time and money. Throwing an extra week of vacation time in the deal isn't going to solve the need. You get the point. There's very little within reason that will overcome the real underlying issue, the desired need that needs to be satisfied or the core motivating factor. While some of us might be fine with the circumstances or at least be able to get over it for more money, an extra week of vacation or an office with a window, he was not going to change his desire to satisfy the need of being seen as a valuable and necessary part of the strategy team. And regardless of what he was told, these actions translated into him making it mean that he was not seen in the light that he wanted to be viewed as valuable. There's no judgment on anyone for whether we agree or disagree with what he values and what his needs are or why. It doesn't matter. The point is this. If you don't know what someone's desired need or motivation truly is for something in their life, you cannot best lead them, best manage them, sell them, buy from them, or work for them. Whether you decide to try to help him see things another way, which is certainly an option and an opportunity, or whether you decide to work with it as a separate topic altogether, it is most certainly your choice as to what you do with the situation now, but first you must understand it and know what it is with certainty. You can't make any informed decisions about how you want to handle the situation, what you can do about it, and what choices you wish to make unless you know the real core motivating factor. And everyone is different. We're all motivated by different things at different times in our lives and for different reasons. The reasons can change. The motivating factors can change. The best and most successful leaders understand this and are really good at knowing how to do it best. This particular VP may not need to be seen in this way with his friends or his family members outside of work, but he's decided that it is important to him in his career. So we can't make judgments or assumptions based on how someone is in other aspects. We must take the time to really listen and get to know them in order to do this effectively. So many leaders believe that the best solutions are the things that they personally care about, applying their own core motivators and never take the time to know what their team members' core motivators are at work. This can be frustrating for the company when they think they're taking great care of their people. And it can be frustrating for the employees as well when they think the company doesn't understand what is important to them. 
even if the VP decides to accept the offer to stay for more money because they have been temporarily convinced that they would be crazy not to, if you haven't resolved that unsatisfied core motive underneath somehow, it's not going to just go away. It will resurface. So know it, understand it, and decide how to work with it. Many times, we don't even know what our own core motivating factors are. For example, we may say we're buying a new home because we need a bigger home for our growing family with another office for working at home, a large private backyard, etc. It seems that it's likely fairly easy to find that in the area. Many homes meet that basic criteria. But when we begin adding in the criteria to satisfy our real core motivation, this is what really determines which one of the homes out there we actually choose. When we ultimately select the home that meets the requirements and is also near the gym and end up give up some of the square footage and the private backyard over the bigger home with a big backyard that was not near the gym, that helps you see how this works. It wasn't that we were lying to ourselves. It just boiled down to uncovering the main core motivating factors. What are you willing to sacrifice or compromise on versus something that is also very important to you, but you'd be willing to give it up in order to have something else very important. If you were the salesperson who showed them both homes, you may have assumed that for sure they would choose the one that met exactly the criteria the buyer said they wanted. Sometimes we just don't know what we don't know, and the process of uncovering helps us to identify it better. This shows us how important it is to really understand, ask questions, and listen. The person who has the best refinement of these skills is the one who will best serve the others around them and also themselves best. When we don't really know the desired need that must be satisfied, it's just a guessing game trying to resolve and satisfy it. Investing the time in this will serve your relationships with people for years to come. The value of these steps can be remarkable for you, professionally and in your personal life too. And as a leader, are you aware of your own core motivating factors? Is it making the most money? Or is it more than just that? Are you in the market to buy something new right now? What is motivating that? What is the most recent purchase you made or decisions you made? What motivated them? What was the desired need that needed to be satisfied? This is such an interesting process to go through on yourself. And once you do this for yourself, you will be so much better doing it with others. That is really a great first step. Understanding our own minds and why we do the things we do is such a fun and interesting and definitely enlightening process. I've shared a great deal with you today. I hope you can see that you have the ability to truly gain control and power of yourself in any situation by determining your approach to it. By listening, by allowing yourself the ability to understand others better, a rare and unique yet very valuable skill these days. Being aware of the concept and by knowing what motivates yourself and others, you get a view into yourself and people in ways you likely never have before. And deciding how and what you will become as a result of this is 100% within your power. I would love to continue to work together with you through this interesting and leading process. We can dive deeper into the categories of core motivating factors, how to best identify them, and the best ways to communicate with them based on their core motivators. You will love what you learn and what you gain. Come visit us on our website at strivecoachingstudio.com and let's be interested and curious of all the ways you can become the unique and valuable leader that is already inside of you. Until next time, we have work to do. 
I'll see you soon. Check out our show notes in the podcast section on strivecoachingstudio.com to read these valuable tips. And thank you for listening. Thank you.